The Morning Drive on FM 96.3 and AM 620. News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive. Everybody, Kurt and Anthony here. And joining us in studio now, it's Burlington City Councilor Milo Grant. Good morning, Milo. Good morning. Thank you for having me back. Yes. Thanks for coming in. Seems we like you were just here during the campaign, right? Ah, how time flies. Yes, it I, does. I can't it really does. <laughs> it's the 18th of September. It's crazy. It's just nuts. I'm not ready for winter. I I, neither am I. Good, I'm not the only one. Good. <laughs> I never am. Somehow I, I managed to be hoodwinked, but I'm not sure we even had quite of a summer, you know, with all the rain. Yeah. Oh, it was a weird summer. Yeah. And you got to uh, take a little trip to see your mother on her birthday. I did. My mother turned uh, 86 last oh, week. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a later vacation than most people. And actually, <laughs> I don't even remember my last vacation. Yeah. I just don't even. I was still sending people emails and attending meetings and oh sure i just my friends kept saying stop that (laughs) (laughs) but you know it's funny i had a couple other friends uh that went away i think it was last week as well um and it wound up being better weather than had you gone probably in the summer (laughs) we did have one incredible day on onset beach it was great nice it was really beautiful well it's important to get to see your your mom at she's what'd you say 86 86 yeah is she still doing pretty good She's still put, doing pretty good. You know, I mean, I I have to, um, I mean, since I became a counselor, I haven't been able to make as many visits. So you see changes uh, more dramatically if it's been a while. Yeah. So I feel that, um, you know, she, I've been very thankful that she's had her, you know, she was a physical education teacher. She taught modern dance. She taught gymnastics. Wow, so she was really fit yeah. for her whole life. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and definitely uh, she does her, oh, she's trying to get me to meditate. You need to meditate. I know. And lower your <laughs> blood pressure. Listen to your mom. Uh, yeah. Listen and to listen to Counselor Bergman as well. <laughs> he, yeah. I, I'll tell you the people that have figured out how to meditate without falling asleep. I mean, I don't mean to over minimize, minimize it, but I've tried. And and it really does seem to work, but I I just can't get it, I can't get it done. <laughs> I I can't. I get, okay. You're supposed to clear your mind, and right. I definitely have issues clearing my mind. Oh, There's boy. just I'm with you I on just that. feel yep. a lot of burn, especially since I you know first started coming to member of the special committee to review policing policies, a police commissioner, and now a city councilor. Yeah, always something on my mind. So <laughs> totally get it. Yeah, my mind is always cluttered, but. Um, so, Milo, let's now, this is going back about a month now, but uh, we haven't had you on, and we've had a few different perspectives already, but mm-hmm. so, you know, it's, let's go back to the, was it, I think it was August 14th. Now, this was the meeting where you had a, a lot of members of the public came out to defend Taisha Green. Um, I want to first start asking you if you thought the financial review, it wasn't technically an audit, but it was a financial review, right, of the, of the REIB office during Taisha Green's tenure there, and I guess actually went a little bit past her tenure when she left and went to Minnesota. And in light of what happened in Minnesota, did you, because a lot of people spoke that night in public forum and thought that the mayor should not have called for a financial review. Did you agree with those people, or did you think that there should have been a financial review done of the department? I do not think that he should have used... This what was happening in the city of Minnesota as a reason to do a review. If you're going to do a review on any department because you feel there needs to be a review, then you do the review. 
city of Minneapolis, a lot of deeply disturbing things have happened in that city, as in many other cities across the country. City, we all know about the murder of George Floyd. We know then that the, the city and their police department was investigated. We know now that the police department in Minneapolis is under consent degree because of racism against uh, their black residents and their Native American residents. Not only is the police department under consent degree, the city of Minneapolis is under consent degree. So why are we taking any cues from them? Uh, you understand what I'm saying? This is a city, they have a, they call their department, we call our department REIB, Racial Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging. They call theirs DEI. The former director, the director before Taisha Green, wrote an op-ed piece that eviscerated the city of Minneapolis. And she, her name was Joy Marsh. Anyone can Google it and read it. She described it as a toxic, racist, and unsafe environment. There were also individuals, young individuals from a variety of backgrounds. They were on like a truth and reconciliation committee. They all left because of the barriers that they faced. Um, and just the exhaustion, this type of work is mentally exhausting. So the city of Minneapolis does not have a very good track record. Now, even their report, once again, people can Google and read it, is not an audit. So we need to be very careful, and I appreciate you use the term review or report, because people have been calling it an audit. Even some city councilors have been calling it audit, and it was not an audit. Right. The audit in Minneapolis was not an audit. People refer to it saying they did an audit. They did not do an audit. They did a report. They even have a v- disclaimer at the beginning of the report stating that it is not an audit. And when you read the conclusions of that report, which anyone can do, it talks about the policies and procedures the city needs to enact. The city needs to do better. The city needs to train people in their procurement processes. The city needs to have um, some type of, of way that people can call or email when they have procurement questions. One of the things that came up from an interview, there was one individual that was remaining in the DEI department when Taisha Green got there because they had the same incident. The city wasn't following through on what they said they wanted to do. People left. There was only one person there when Taisha Green got there, and she had to rebuild that department. Uh, similar situation that uh, Kim Carson faces he- faces here, having to uh, you know review and rebuild. Um, and it was about what the city needed to do. So there's there's a few things. You know, there is ownership of 2021 completely or Taisha Green, and then there was a recommendation that you would have to disclose certain relationships, right? We can't do more than that because that's going to mess up how some people work in the city, right? Because a lot of things get through based on who you know. And and that is very, very, even more clear to me now. Uh, the issue about using companies that are out of state, that's like a non-issue. We use companies that are out of state all the time. And if we contract, sometimes uh, people we contract with subcontract. Right, and it's subcontracted out of state. Uh, one of my first meetings, we had issues with some of our construction contractors subcontracting to uh, companies that were not following our wage policies, which we audited. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So the difference between a report and an audit is very important and it's very inflammatory to call it an audit when it actually wasn't. And uh, just, just back to the Minnesota. Sure. So we know that, uh, as you said, you can read that. It's out there. And, there, and I've taken a, I haven't gone thoroughly through it, but I took a look at it. I read the media reports about it, too. And some of the things clearly to make it clear, Taisha Green was not nothing was found to be fraud or mm-hmm. mismanaged. But both in both Burlington and Minnesota, there were cost overruns, significant cost overruns. Maybe been different reasons for it. And in Minnesota, it appeared that at least Tasha Green was not truthful, at least it appeared to be with what she told the council in terms of a commitment of money from, for example, the Bush Foundation, where they then said, she said there was a $3 million commitment. They said, we never made any commitment. I think she she questioned making that assertion. I would have to look that up. So I'm not sure. We're going to have to agree to disagree on that. Um I think there were questions in both cities about money that would be raised um, from donations I, for the city of Burlington. Once she was no longer employed by the city of Burlington, it was not realistic for us to expect that any pledges or anything that she was going to be working on for June, the June event, would come through after she was gone. Because she left uh, in I, March. I think that... Um, I think the final day was March 9th or 10th, but I don't think she was working beforehand. There was a lot of things going on. I mean, the, you know, it's always polite to say people left for, you know, other opportunities. I, from my point of view, I felt like she was forced out, and I think a lot of it had to do with public safety. But that is a um, a story for another day. I think she was truthful about some of the issues around um you know, the CNA report, which reviewed the police department, and I don't think the administration took kindly to that. And I know that because I've had numerous conversations with the administration about it. And I had numerous conversations on the vi- the various, uh, not only on the police commission, but I also was on the working committee to review the CNA recommendations. And it was very, very difficult. One of the things that the Free Press did back then when, when Taisha was leaving Burlington was they went and did a FOIA request and got emails between the administration and Taisha. And one of the things that they found was that um, there was a, Taisha wanted somewhere between another million and $2 million. She was talking about it with the administration. They were balking at that for the department. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you think that was, did you, did you read those? Did you think that was any kind of an issue? No, I think, I think if you talk to every director of every department in Burlington, they want more money, period. Um, do you, she, there's no way she's the only and, one. And do you so so basically you think that the financial review was warranted, but not because of Minnesota. You think that was faulty I, reasoning I by the mayor? I think I, I'm not sure if it if it was warranted, but I'm saying that we should not have taken Minnesota's lead. See, one of the things that people don't understand is where did the anger come from, right? Why why are people so angry? It's because you have. The city, once again, under consent degree, along with their police department, and we're taking cues for them, that gives red meat to extremists. So you had someone who's this extremist, MAGA, uh, Republican, well-known personality, goes ahead, makes a social media report, shares something from VT Digger, and within an hour... People are getting death threats. Who, who was that? An, who, uh, are, you, not, are you referring um, to the? Are you? I'm sorry, I'm confused. Are you referring to Minneapolis or are you referring to? I am. I am. I am referring to. I am not going to say their name because okay. I'm not giving them any because That's they're e- they're evil in my mind. Yep. I will be happy to confirm that with you during commercial so that you can verify. 
if you have a question. But, but, as yeah, no, but, but was, the point, but right. the point is, yeah. they're an extremist. But was they it post a referring lot of, Burlington or yes, referring to Minnesota? Yeah, I'm getting there. Okay, I'm getting okay, there. Sorry. The extremists are racist. They they caught wind of it. They uh, shared the VT Digger article, and then their base, these people that follow them and believe that you know issues of equity are a joke, that they're you, that that somehow they put you know caring about equity and inclusion is a danger to white people. This is the type of crowd we're dealing with. Hold on, and when they posted that within an hour. People and women who supported her and Taisha Green were getting threats. They were being called names. So they, it, 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 it was not so. Taisha Green and other individuals that followed her right, right. and spoke out in favor of her were being targeted by these people. This is where this anger okay. comes from. But it, well, this is what I and want this to understand. Is, this includes death threats and mm-hmm. calling people made, but, you but, know, but not I, just the N-word. It was just, alarming. Th- let me just jump in for a minute, Milo, though. I just want to be clear, like Anthony's trying to get to, too, which is, um, I know you don't want to say the name. I totally get that. But you, but you said that she, the person, whoever he or she, shared a story by VT Digger, but and I don't know what else they did because I haven't seen it, but what would be wrong with sharing an issue, an issue in VT Digger? I mean, that's something that we've all, we all had read. Sure. I was trying to figure out the, the sure. article. So you have, in our country, we see how we're being torn apart, especially around issues of race. We have a prior administration who every day, every day attacked black people. Attack every day. Well, now, now, hold on. If, if 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 you aren't black, maybe you didn't see it every day, right? Because maybe you didn't understand um, historical. Like there were specific historical locations where sometimes rallies were held, where there had been massacres. So, okay. of black individuals, and this is important. So, yeah. so, but if you're if you're not if your lens isn't there because that's not part of your life experience Mm -hmm. it's not part of any family member's life experience it's not part of any friend's life experience right i know more black people than the average vermonter so i'm going to be talking to them about these things and they're very much aware of what happened and we are still seeing that we are still look at the mass shootings that are uh either religious or or targeted people are being targeted by race this is real so when we have people who hate the idea of equity Right, who hate the idea of treating people the same no matter what background they're from, when they feel that that's what's destroying our country or making our country weak, these are not rational people. They do not do rational things. They don't communicate in a rational way. So rather than having a discussion about it, they're going to go over and threaten people but would you have not, and call them names. Would you have not allowed that person to make that post? Would you have silenced I that person? I would not have. No, my point is you have to understand where the anger is. Okay. If you have someone threatening you, of threatening your family, calling I, you abhorrent names, you're going to be angry and you're going to be angry at the person that you feel who caused it's, this it's tough because we haven't seen the post but we do have some calls for you milo yeah let's go to the phones uh because i i don't disagree i, I i'm trying to understand where the anger comes from and i don't i don't mean to 
I sound naive, but um, I, I, yeah, I, I get you. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning. Uh, I agree with the counselor on uh, not taking cues from Minneapolis. Uh, for example, I think it was super childish of the uh, Democrats and progressives for uh, cutting the police force in half after they took cues from Minneapolis after the death of George Floyd. I think that was a terrible mistake. And I totally agree. We shouldn't be uh, taking cues from you know other places across the country. Okay. Milo, any, any, you want to respond to that? Uh, certainly. So um, just with regards, there was no city council vote that fired officers. They left. They chose to leave and they left voluntarily. Voluntarily, So um, we still, in my mind, are not fully addressing the reasons that they left. And that is a big part of that is community engagement. And I can do a whole nother show on that. We have to be honest about the community engagement that is needed to um, address issues of trust in a, a big part of our community. Do you feel I, like we're headed in the right direction? Um, I see some good things that are happening. I see some things that I'm still greatly concerned about. I see that, you know, we, we can't say we're not offering a fair wage. We are. We have incentives to meet what's happening in the labor market, right? Not naive. I supported those. I didn't like them, but I supported them because they were necessary. Um, I did not like the new CARES unit um, going under the police department. I would have much preferred it going under the fire department. Um, but I voted for the funding because we have to keep going. We have to keep going in order to address these issues that are going on in the the, the city. So I hope that um, my concerns will be proven wrong. Mila, let me I just I have to go back to this issue. I don't want to belabor the point because we've talked about this a lot. But when you say that the resolution in 2020 didn't reduce the police force, mm-hmm. um, the police that resolution called for reduction of the police force through mm-hmm. attrition, through attrition, but, did not oh, fire let me, let me just finish the question, though, mm-hmm. because people were counselors were warned then by a lot of people including some other city councilors who didn't vote for that, saying, if you do this, because not only, but it was attrition, there's always attrition, mm-hmm. but it also didn't allow the city to hire any other officers while attrition occurred. So do, do you think it was a good idea, though, to pass that resolution? Do you, do you think we were at a good place in losing 40% of our police department? I think we're, we're not in a good place for that, but let's be very clear. I would have liked to have seen, as a citizen, following these things at that time, um, it, I would have liked to have seen the mayor and uh, the acting police chief at the time be more part of the process. They had made it up in their minds that this just wasn't going to happen and they weren't going to address some of the issues um, that were uh, of concern to the community. And that was bringing in the positions that we now have in terms of the CSOs and the CSLs, which I know you've discussed on your show uh, previously, because that was a really big thing that people wanted in the community. And that was seen as a way to get it because it wasn't coming through any type of compromise. Uh, this has continued to be an issue as well. I would like to say that this uh, when I was on the committee for reviewing policing policies, um, it, I was made very much aware of the fact that the that the police department had a chronic turnover issue, a long-standing chronic turnover issue. I asked that it would be discussed um, on a vote on it. All the representatives from uh, Burlington Police Department voted no. Some of the conservative um, members of the committee also voted no. And I feel I to this day I feel that was a lost opportunity. I was like, here we have an article. 
talking about the turnover, talking about uh, the issues of racial disparities and how officers were feeling about the release of the data. And there was just so much there that indicated we had some deep-seated issues that needed to be reviewed. And the assumption was if we don't talk about it, we're going. it's going to go away. These issues will not go away unless they're fixed. You know, this is why we keep finding ourselves in these quandaries. Uh, Mila, we got to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get into a bunch of a lot of other issues. I do will have one other follow up on this and then we'll get into some other issues. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to check in uh, with Fox News. But before that, um, we'll be back for 0303. Call now because this is the morning drive on News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to the morning drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here and Milo Grant, city councilor from the old north end, is with us this morning. Mackenzie Country Classic Hotline's open, 888 414 0303. And uh, Milo, just a couple more things back on that on that meeting. So when the individual spoke in public forum, mm-hmm. who I personally am not familiar with, but I know he speaks at some city council meetings, um, Rachel Siegel, and we talked to her with her about this. She put her hand over the microphone, and then some people in the audience were calling, and Rachel talked about this a little bit, that the chief of police should have protected them from what this guy was saying. Mm. Do you think that the chief should have taken some action with this guy that was speaking? What should have been done to protect people on what this gentleman was saying? Sure. So a couple of things. Um, I would have preferred that the chief not been at the meeting at all. Um, I don't think that was a very good idea. I, I would have preferred that the minute he turned around, uh, he... He, uh, so first of all, he's very, very well known to the council because anyone who watches city council meetings and anyone who, who doesn't, you can do it just to confirm what I'm saying. Just go through city council public forums. He's there all the time. Why do you and think he, he shouldn't just, be? I, I, I didn't say he shouldn't be. I'm just noting that there have been... With, Part of the issue is people are saying that um, he was denied an opportunity to talk, and that's quite frankly not true. Um, he ta- He... He comes and almost every single public forum and takes us to takes us two minutes and 98 percent of the time he keeps to his two minutes. Sometimes he goes over. Sometimes he uses profanity at the last meeting. He used profanity. He had a right to come and speak and he felt what happened to him. There was a lot of hypocrisy. I agree with that. Uh, But then he swore and I'm like, come on, dude. Right. You can't you can't have it both ways so he started talking about being married to a black woman how the divorce was horrible and then and 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 started to comment on her and then the black woman behind him it took offense to that and then he turned around and he was you know right then and there boom we should have said recess this needs to cool down now recess that didn't happen so that he got that, engaged with somebody in the audience. He got, he, you can watch the video. He turned around. He started yelling at them all. And they stood up and started what? yelling at him. And so it should have been an immediate recess. And so then at that point, and, you know, there's all kinds of debates on hate speech. I don't want to get into that debate. I'm against hate speech. I'll just say that. So, you know, Rachel spoke her truth in that this is something that she thinks about whether or not it would be... It, if that was the correct thing to do or the right th- thing to do, I, I would say that if you go back and you look at the video, you'll see her holding on to the mic, for, like her arm extended right. behind her, holding on to the mic. And she's talking to Council President Paul. 
And she's saying, we need to stop this. You need to do something. Should she have done so, that? Should she have covered up the guy's microphone? Should she have covered up the guy's microphone? Um, I, do, you know what? I don't, all I can say is that it would be something that I would not have done. I understand why she did did it and i appreciate the fact that she's been very honest and reflective about taking that action i do agree um and i did express to counselor paul that it should have been stopped counselor paul should have said something you know there was all these uh max tracy was vilified for supposedly not being able to control um these public public forums and he literally says almost the exact same thing that Council Paul introduces in public forums so with how that- they how people are expected to act. And there's kind of a double standard. I have a lot of respect for Council Paul. I'm I'm working with her. I requested that she be on the public safety committee. I know some people think that's a little bit unusual. I asked specifically that she be on the public safety committee because uh, I and I'm happy to talk about that in a but moment. But you were unhappy yeah. with the way she ran the meeting is or, or not? I was unhappy that she didn't say anything. The minute he turned around and then started engaging with these women. That I'm a listen. With the let, audience. Let's real talk right now. If those were white women and he was a black man, this conversation would be completely different. How so? There is a um, there is a hypocrisy, and there is a. Um, do as I say, not as I do when it comes to issues of race. And it's very problematic. But what it's if, very, very let me, problematic. Let me ask you that this way, though. What if one of the people in the audience, let's say a black woman had was speaking and she's, she was saying Moreau is a, is a white supremacist, he's a racist, and someone was offended by that mm-hmm. and got up and covered up their microphone? How do you think that would have happened? I think the same thing. Like what, what it, Counselor President Paul... You know, there will be a working session about what happened at that meeting. And I'm sure as a council, we will have a lot to discuss. But I will say that the that if you have to call a recess, I think, what was it, three recesses to, to cool things down, then that's what you do. That's two, what you do. Two more quick things. And we want to go on to the public safety resolution. Yes. Um, did uh, do you think it was fair for Monroe Mayor Weinberger to be called a, a racist and a white supremacist because of the actions he took calling for the financial review? Was that fair? Okay, so I have a lot of experience with uh, with the mayor that people don't see, right? Because I can't. I think you remember I talked a lot where my hands were tied, where I couldn't talk about things in executive session. Mm-hmm. It's killing me, killing me, still kills me. There's like stuff, and you, I'm sure, would appreciate it. You should be a counselor. You know there are things that go on in executive session that you want the people of Burlington to know, but you cannot tell them. That's a huge issue for me. The mayor is clumsy when it comes to issues of race. Clumsy. But was that, is it fair for him to be called a white supremacist or a racist? Well, he has done racist things, and that is why he's being called to the table about it. He put himself in that decision, that position because he doesn't listen to people he's got people telling him what he needs to do he's got people telling him the best way to handle a situation and he will not listen but he won't listen because he he talks he says what 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 killed me was uh when reading uh joy marsh's op-ed she was a former di 
uh, director in Minneapolis um, and then reading uh, the article about these youth that were in this um this uh, committee uh, for truth and reconciliation, you know, it's like, oh, they've declared uh, racism to be a public health emergency, but they really don't believe it. And I just about fell off my chair because that's what we say here, right? We say all the words, but we don't take the action that's needed and we hurt people. I have email strings. I have email strings about my uh, difficult relationship with uh, now Chief Murad and I forwarded those to uh, Council President Paul and I forwarded to Council Dardy because they're on the committee with me and you know and asking Chief Murad for some data uh, around the drug crisis and this um, lack of response and I said to the two of them okay here's what I've been dealing with why am I out here by myself you guys got to have my back this is for this people of Burlington so I think that the mayor put himself in this position he she should not have announced a report would be done when it wasn't done and there were no findings he gave an he sh- implication of guilt the report itself is sloppy i'm in the report Wait, he shouldn't have announced that there was being a report. report being done because there were no results he implied that there that she had committed fraud in some way he she he there was all these implications when there was no report well, and that's not how it's been done with other people. I can say, because he got calls on this show when he was here, while your perspective is, you, you know, you were telling him what to do, not to do. There well, was also, not me, but, other, no, other, but people. other people. But there was also a very loud cry for for um, someone to look into the department. I mean, so and I think could have gets... been done that you see you're conflating two things. Don't conflate two things. Right. Keep everything separate. But I guess what I'm saying is there's people from both sides chewing on his ear. Uh, I know. So he has to do what's right. He mm-hmm. caves under pressure. He caves under pressure. The, the police department, uh, Chief Murad would be better off if there had been a pathway to get all city council votes. I would have voted. If we had that pathway, we previously discussed we need something in place to deal with the issues of concern. Lilo, can you, Never happened. Can you point me to a direct quote? I just want to understand this. A direct quote where the mayor implied that uh, that Taisha Green had committed fraud. But he, okay, so I can't remember the full statement, but you basically announce a report that you want to do. Right. You want to do this investigation based on what the city of Minneapolis did. The Minneapolis is is once again we don't want to follow what they're doing because um, we fully don't know what's going on out there. If you did the report and then the report found issues, then yes, you can be public with the report. But it was handled in a way that other people like take a look at the TIF. The TIF was an actual audit for God's sake. That was an audit, highly problematic. But shout the, out to Doug Hoffer you, for taking some time to talk to me about it. But it was it, you know, and, and you didn't have the people involved in that, you know, publicly shamed in, in that way. So and I think also, you know, there's 2021, there's 2022. Of course, early on in the budget discussions, you're going to put aside some money, but you're still going to be working on it. So to say that this should have been done in full before she was gone, that's completely not would true. You, would you have preferred there to be an audit rather than a financial review? I think an audit would have been more honest. And I think the same for, I think there's reason Minneapolis didn't do an audit because I think what they're trying to do is is that, I think they're trying to discredit 
discredit her. You know, and I'm not saying that there weren't problems. There, pro- there might have been. I'm saying that this report was sloppy. So let's use my name. I'm on there with other BIPOC individuals listed as performers. Did Right. For not having an invoice. This is important because this okay. shows you how sloppy this was. So I'm on there with no invoice. So what questions would you ask me? Did you perform? And where's your invoice? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Right. That's some basic stuff. Yeah. Well, did I, you did you perform the service? Did you get paid? And where's the documentation? Okay. So I performed the service. I got paid. I didn't do an invoice. Yeah. And do you think that should happen in the future? Oh, hold on, guys. Is that it? What's the next question? Come on. What did we pay $41,000 yeah. for? What's the next question? Yeah. Well, the next question. Yeah. You see, th- I think part of the no, problem. No, no, no. It's important. What's the next question? The next question is well tell us what it is okay the next question is why didn't you do an invoice yeah or wasn't required i was given a contract oh all right there you go okay and so when i'm looking at these other performers we would have been given contracts and so then there's like bca gets thrown in there but it was a local music venue that facilitated the contract between me and, and the city and Taisha Green is not the contract signer. So, this is very important. And yep. she's gone in March. The first time someone reaches out to me about DJing uh, the 2022 Juneteenth was April 11th. I went back and I looked through the emails because I'm like, people are asking me, why are you on this report? So I'm a city councilor and that person didn't even do that basic thing to say now if the city needs to do invoices in lieu of contracts contracts so, usually holds up an audit because it says right. this is where you go this is what you're going to do and this is what you're going to get paid for you sign it city signs it there's so there needs to be some changes going forward clearly there, clearly but i'm saying that that shows to me how sloppy that was right that's okay. sloppy to me okay and there are like statements exact... that are made now tisha i want to ask proof. milo i want to ask you in regard to um the council meeting that night uh, there are certain rules of the council, certain rules about uh, not challenging other councilors' um, integrity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zariah Hightower essentially called Joan Shannon a liar, said she lied on WCX News. I watched the clip of Joan Shannon on, on CX. I'm trying to figure out where she... Was it okay for her to call her a liar? Milo's rolling back in her chair just so you 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 know why we're giggling here. (laughs) So, Joan Shannon has had people sleep outside her house and do die ins and and stickers. Have you guys seen the stickers Mm -hmm. and t shirts? Okay, if that's happening to you, you need to examine how you move through life. I personally have been gaslit around issues of equity and. racism um in our city by joan shannon so what did she do i um when i we served together on the special committee review policing policies you know and i said we have issues here that need to be reviewed this needs to be an ongoing and that's one of the reasons i i jumped to i applied for the uh public uh the, the police commission because this committee was not honest in terms of of the city council wanting a report right away, right away. They just wanted to make it look to the public that they were, you know, dotting the I's and crossing the T's. 
there was a lot of work that needed to be continued. And we needed especially to be looking at the issues of racial disparities, because that's why uh, what happened to Jerry Milley happened to Jerry Milley. And if people don't care about racism, you damn sure should care about what where your tax dollars are going, because we had 750,000 uh, settlement. We had 250,000 come from a special fund, a special fund. Get out of here. That's your tax dollars, people. And then we had $20,000 that was paid to meet the insurance deductible. And we had another $20,000 that's paid for the so, job. Mila, I just want to... Hold, hold on. And she said to me, she said, people don't want to talk about this. People don't care about this. No one wants to have any more meetings. She said that to me, and I've never forgotten that. And that showed me who she was, and I, she won't but be mistaken for whatever, an ally, whatever so her, I will but say but that. Ally or not, whatever her opinion was, was it okay? Because I watch CX, I cannot fathom anything. She said her opinion, which you could disagree with, but I can't fathom where she was lying. Why would it be okay for Zariah Hightower to call her a liar on the council floor? Look, when she was here with you, um, you know, she used the word audit. It wasn't an audit. That's not true. So I think. But a lot of people said that mistakenly. It has been said ad nauseum that it was not an audit, and that was a huge issue of contention. That was a very poor, uh, that was a lack of judgment on her part. Okay, let's move on to the public safety meeting where there was a resolution, and I want to get your perspective and and tell us about how this happened. There was a resolution that talked about enforcement, and a lot of it was about enforcement. How did that resolution come about, and why did it disappear? Okay, so let's be very clear. The drive to get this resolution going, I'm not. There's a lot of things that I do that I don't jump around taking credit for, but I am taking credit for this. I would like everyone to take the time to listen to the August 17th public safety meeting. That is when we first discussed the resolution, where it was very clear to the public safety committee that we have to do something. That the people of Burlington are done. They're just done. You can talk about compassion, fatigue, whatever. They are done with what is going on. I've been out in the streets talking to residents, talking to businesses. Um, And it's just we've reached this point, especially with some of the aggressive behavior that has been happening um, and these new type of drugs that are coming in that are harder to treat and harder to get people off of. We have to be doing something and we have to be communicating with the city of Burlington in a way that is not happening. When people say there's nothing being done and they say the city council is not doing anything, that was true. And I stated that August 17th public safety meeting. I encourage people to listen to it. Uh, if you don't want to listen to the whole meeting, you go in at one hour and 13 minutes. My email address is megrant at burlingtonvt.gov, megrant at burlingtonvt.gov, and I will send you the link. So I talked about it. I said, we have to have a resolution. This resolution has to declare this as an emergency. So we have this as an agenda item. This will go, this won't be on our agenda. You know, every time I, I go and I say, we got to be doing this. So then we had the last meeting and what we had was the initial resolution. So as, as people know, and as it was stated on previous which, which, meetings, which was much about enforcement. Is that right? It was, it was like all, it was too heavy on policing. It was too heavy. It was, and, and it you was, wrote it. Not Karen, I had heard no, Karen no, Paul no. wrote Car- it. Karen Paul wrote the first draft. So okay. no criticism to Karen Paul. It was the first draft. For people to think that that was the, the final draft, like people misunderstand how resolutions work. You present something forth. And then the mayor and Chief McGee. Now, Chief McGee was a former member of the Public Safety Committee. Councilor McGee. Councilor McGee, thank you. Uh, a former member of the Public Safety Committee. He, and I thank him for it, stepped down so I could be on the committee. Um he has been knee deep in harm reduction 
and 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 studying, being very well aware of what's going on, especially uh, in the old North End, because even as a police commissioner, I tried to advocate for people and we weren't getting the assistance we needed from the department. I will say that we uh, when we look at the harm reduction side, that is important. It must be holistic. We cannot law and order our way out and we cannot only do harm reduction. It must be a combination. Now, we should have kept the original draft up. Now, that is supposed to be put back. There's a lot of issues right now, having moved over to civic clerk. Is it up on the on the city's page now? I don't know, but I will check. Okay. I will check. As of just, last, before I left on vacation, for, it still wasn't Okay, on. can I just jump in yes, for a minute, please. Milo, in order to say, I want to ask you this. You said that it's a first draft, get it, it can change. But the thing I think that surprised people, and it was in the seven-day story, and I, I talked to a lot of people who were surprised, and I put myself in that category, too, that... It wasn't just changed, it disappeared. And then a new resolution that was nothing about enforcement took its place. Now, I know it's going to be enforcement stuff now, it's right. going to be integrated. I don't know. I, How I, did that happen? I, I would have to, uh, you'd have to ask Councillor Paul because I, I don't direct what gets posted. I do say what we should be posting, and I agree both should be posted. So you do think enforcement along with. Uh, both of those should be part of the Yes, resolution. but if anyone thinks that that original resolution, heavy on enforcement, no, we don't have that now. It's one of the reasons I didn't support the chief. There's no drug plan. So there, so the idea is you, you believe, too, that it needs to be both. both. Some enforcement and harm reduction. Are we you? have known houses that have been operating. They right. make tons of calls there. Are yeah. you hearing a lot from your constituents about the drug problem? We know that there, there are stories in the news about needles all over the place in downtown Burlington and different places by the pods. Uh, are you hearing from your constituents about that are concerned about that? Yes, issue? I heard when I was a police commissioner, I did my best to advocate for people. People were insulted. That's what you get for living next to Section 8 housing. It was abysmal. It was terrible. And the mayor knew this too. People would come to his coffees to say this is what was happening. They were told, I've got meetings where I'm talking about this. I'm talking about the increase in larcenies, increase in car deaths, and of course, the direct relation, increase in overdoses. People are all like, how can people say crime's going down? It's not going down. Well, overall incidents at that time were going down, but certain crimes are going up, all related to drugs. You su- and you can't just do that with policing. What, do you support uh, there being a uh, um, place where people can go up and shoot up legally? To use drugs legally. There That's needs to be an overdose site. prevention site. Yes, we need to pull as many in downtown people. Burlington? It's a, uh, it has to be in Burlington. Most likely, they'll try and find it downtown Burlington because that's where they put a lot of the services. But we have to have a place where we are pulling people. Because when you say you can't do this here, you need to tell them where they can go. And you need to be able to have people who can then forge relationships they're not going to forge relationships with police they're going to forge relationships with other people number one that's going to help reduce the number of needles mila what uh, have you i'm sure you've you've heard the stories about what happens at the what's called decker towers now the 11 story building across from carries on st paul street yes what do you think needs to happen there residents there are, are beside themselves with uh, drug sales, needles all over the place in their building. What do you think needs to happen there? Uh, that's a really good question because uh, people know which are, which apartments are the issue. That's pretty well known. Uh, my understanding is they have cameras in there now, uh, and hopefully that will help to build a case. So, uh, 
on one of our uh, public safety meetings, um, it was said that it takes two, two and a half months to build a case. And I still can't get my head around it because why are so many of these locations, they've been operating for years and been allowed to to get worse. So we do need, if we go back to what the, the staffing was before, we could not handle what's happening now. That's facts. But how does the so uh, so we need DEA, we need the state, we need the state to pay attention to what's happening, and that's part of the resolution too. Is the people of Burlington have to lobby for ourselves? Mm-hmm. The governor is just has no idea. The fact that he vetoed that, we need that. He doesn't understand what's happening in Burlington. The governor needs to be here. Or we need to go to him. But the people of Burlington need to take their stories and you need to be um, emailing the governor. You need to be uh, emailing the secretary of health. You need to be emailing uh, state legislatures, not only the Chittenden uh, delegation, but you need to understand that other people on these committees across the state have to know what's happening because it's coming for them. But and it's already in Rutland. It's in it, it's in other places too. But it's like we have to be giving the money. The money is not moving. People of Burlington need to understand they are not giving us money. If there's no money, you can't talk about solutions because you don't know what you're working with. Well, what about prosecution? I mean, part of the problem is it takes two and a half months to build a case. But the the the, the county prosecutors made it very clear that she has no interest in charging. Uh, people i i i i have never heard her say that have you met with her about about the issue i've had some emails about issues around cases and um she has said category categorically to me if there is a case to be made and brought to her office her office will follow up we have a big problem in burlington where cases aren't made or taken to her office and then she's blamed for that so that's got to stop we do have an issue with um the judges we do have an issue with department of corrections for example when we see somebody who's in violation of their parole that's not something she can do she's right? told you that cases are not brought to her so that she can't prosecute them the, the, the department does that the par- people complain constantly about being told that that, that their issues are not going to be uh, looked into because the uh, th- that they won't be prosecuted you can't prosecute a case that is not brought well of course not office. but you're saying that right. she's saying that right. the police are not bringing cases to no her? no no what I am saying is she said if cases are brought she will follow up on the case. Follow up, okay. because, right? Because so I'm, not I'm sure that saying, means they'll be prosecuted. Well, 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 well. The point is this: you can't prosecute cases that aren't brought to her of office, not. and we have a problem with people being told that, and it still hasn't stopped. Mila, and it makes the department look bad. We're, we're so they need to stop. We're out of time. Last question: Who do you want to be the progressive uh, candidate for mayor in, next March? Less than six months away. I have a really good idea of who I would like, but it would be premature for me to say that. All right. And I think it would be a person that everyone in the city can get behind. Everyone I don't, in the city. I don't think we need to look at it as progressive. I think we need to look at the best person who's going to be taking the city through a really difficult time. Can't wait to hear who Deferred maintenance, property tax reform, uh, continuing to get out of the pandemic because it, we still it, have but, so much blight. But is it a I progressive? Just, I, I, I think this person... Okay would be great okay all All right right. well we can't wait to find out what that name is thanks milo grant city councilor for being on the show today the hour goes fast we didn't get we, we just scratched the surface it's all good thank you very